I've understood this in life that when I'm very keen to do something, I get more anxiety. I'm more scared because that's important to me. I did not want to be an actor. I did not want to act. And that's when I was like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe right now this is what God wants for you. सब छोड़ चाड़ के मैं बोला बस हो गया. Right, done is like enough is enough. But uh, that was my worst nightmare. How can people be so harsh and so mean? I would never understand. My next guest on today's podcast is Megha Gupta. Megha is an Indian television actor, plus now converted into being a industry leader in biohacking. Megha has really turned her life. in leveraging the practices of biohacking and if you want to know how she did that and why did she choose biohacking i would recommend highly you not to miss the show so without much further ado let me get on with it hi mega welcome to masters decoded season 3 podcast really glad to have you thank you anis thank you i know we've been planning this for a while and i'm glad our timings have matched now Yeah, yeah, it's been like how much? Uh, three months we've been planning for this, uh, which is uh, an interesting uh, turn of events, right? I know you've been super busy, uh, and we'll talk about what's keeping you busy these days. Uh, but आज की छोड़ो, but let's rewind a little bit, Mega. Um, some of many of the people who I'm sure who will be listening to you, they know your current setup because the amount of conversations you are having on your various digital platforms or what you're currently doing. but i want to rewind a little bit uh and talk a little bit about when you actually participated in a beauty pageant right and let's talk a little bit about from there right uh how did that start what happened and where did you end up uh, as as a person yaar what beauty pageant are you referring to of what i remember i uh, there was this miss mumbai university Yep. and my classmates i must do it and i wasn't is that what you're referring to because that's yes. the only one i can yes oh, wow right. really dug deep i like that i haven't thought about that in so long in so many years yeah. uh thank you for bringing out a beautiful memory firstly yeah you know i was in wilson college mumbai and uh, I looked a certain way. I look a certain way, and my friends were like, "You must." And I had no interest in it. But in the course that we were doing, called Bachelors of Mass Media, we were encouraged to try different things. And so, in that class, I was the only one who could have done that, and okay. I did. Uh, so how, I think I was. So you became un- uncomfortable in a in a situation, right? So what was that experience all about? Exactly, you know, it was about being uncomfortable. I think I don't know. I have always gravitated towards situations that make me uncomfortable because I feel like in those pockets is where the growth happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, as an eighteen, nineteen-year-old, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, see, it was not something I wanted to do, so I was mm-hmm. not scared. I've understood this in life that when I'm very keen to do something, I get more anxiety. I'm more scared because that's important to me. This was not important, so I went like I'm like yeah, like I had all the confidence in the world and everything because I didn't really care whether I won or lost because it wasn't really right up there in my list of things to do. So it was more like okay, yeah, let's do it. And I think I I can't remember. I think I was a third runner up and I got the Miss Beautiful. in I remember getting the Miss Beautiful skin. I'm not sure about the third runner up, but it was a great experience. Yeah, it made me in a sense it was not in my regular list of things to do. At the same time, I had like high confidence levels for it because it was not really on my list of things to do, right? So I wasn't scared whether I won or lost. It was more for the experience of it. And I've understood that when I do such things, uh, I gravitate towards uncomfortable situations because that's where you know in those pockets is where the growth happens, and uh, that's important to me. So I did it. I. I won Miss Beautiful Skin for sure. I remember that. I don't know if I was the third runner-up or not. I can't remember. It was a while ago. So that was an experience. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it up. So Mega, from that beauty pageant, and you were studying in a college. You were eighteen, nineteen, and how did that transform for you to getting a breakthrough in acting, and you doing shows and doing Nachpali and many more things? So how did that transition happen? Uh, Anis, I did not want to be an actor. I did not come to Bombay to be an actor. I came to Bombay to study in Wilson College. I uh, got admission in Xavier's as well. I had a really good 
percentage in class 12 but i wanted to do this course called bachelors of mass media which yeah. is there in xavier wilson i remember them telling me ki aap bachelors of mass media kyu karna chahte ho aap to aur bhi bahut kuch kar sakte ho with this percentage but i'm like yeah but this is what i want to do because i have an aptitude for writing i used to write for the indian express i used to write articles for the indian wow. express when i was fifth sixth you know those chote chote they would ask yeah. students to i would always send them out and they would always get printed in fact they had like a prize thing which i won twice as well so i had an aptitude for writing i think i have an aptitude for writing still in fact yeah so um i did this course called bachelors of mass media in mumbai university and we were supposed to do this subject do this project in a subject called culture studies where we were supposed to go to an ngo a production house a bank a corporate and understand the culture of their institution hmm. and so a friend of said uh, uh, you know i know somebody in balaji tel films let's go there and do that of a production house and that's how we all went there and i was sitting in the lobby waiting to meet the coo who okay. was who had given us a to meet and do an interview with him and so somebody walked by and they were like the auditions are happening in the ground floor and you're sitting on the first floor and i'm like i haven't come for the auditions i've come for uh, this project where I've, i remember that person's name the ceo mr umesh gupta and uh, he said okay he was a little taken aback and then he went inside and he told other people that i was sitting out and that i should apparently they were looking for a lead for their show so they came out and they're like acha abhi aap aayi gaye ho to just you know give us an introduction and go So I said okay for the experience. So but I gave it like how does it matter? I did, and then they called me back and they were like, please come, we want to meet you, we want to talk to you, and you know this is what we have in mind. And I went and met them. I remember coming from town to Andheri to to you know uh, was a big project. So in fact we were walking into a movie in Fun Republic, and they called me. So I said I'm now I'll come after the movie, and I did. And that's when they were like, we want you to do the sh- the, the lead of the show, and I'm like, no, I'm not interested. and then they said okay call your parents yeah. so i called my parents and my mom flew down from us she said do you want to do this it's very nice that she asked me this you know like not many people get the opportunity to be asked and so i'm so thankful that she asked me she let me decide and uh, i said mama i can't like you all sent me to bombay to finish my graduation so that's important to me so we came to the consensus that 9 to 3 pm i will be in college in 3 pm to 9 pm mm. i will be i will shoot I did it, but eventually it got to me because it was a lot of work and the production. You know, it's not easy to be in that environment of a unit of hundred people as a nineteen-year-old and the, the kind of words they use, the kind of environment it is. At one point, I left it. I went back to my continued my college, got my graduation, got a job, and then people kept calling me because from Balaji, people kind of went out to different production houses, okay. and then I kept getting calls and. I don't know what download I got at that age Anise like I was like why am I disrespecting what's being offered to me time and again so then I went for one or two meetings and I got those projects as well and that's when I was like okay maybe you know maybe right now this is what god wants for you so don't disrespect it a lot of people would give a hand and a limb to get what is being dropped in your lap so just take it and you can also back to writing and that's how I think and uh, touched by god's grace i did really well and uh, won yeah. a lot of awards and like you know people really appreciated me and it that's how i actually acted <laughs> it, it you know it's a very stroke of luck i would say also right uh, and i could see that patterns right uh, that beauty pageant and then you know you just showing off for doing a survey right uh, and trying to meet this production house and then they saying hey can you do a small uh, introduction and leave and then you know you getting calls back again which is very interesting but you know you wanted to work and then you get this illustrious career of acting in serials and doing shows and many more things right uh, that fame can get in many ways in your head as well right so how were you able were you did it get into your head first of all that's a broader question and did it kind of put you to that edge and then you kind of realize hey what am i doing you know i just want to know and i have heard a lot of people say that that it got in my head and i put by itself back you tell me anis you spend a lot of time with me did it get to my head <laughs> no i and that's no but you know there were a lot of things you said right that it kind of gave you a lot of uh, uh, 
perspectives about life, about how things are, because our industry is very different, right? And maybe it's not for everyone. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything bad about people who work in that industry, but it's not for everyone. Uh, so, do you feel that it's for everyone, or anybody can be part of it, or it's only for a certain set of people? And that's why I'm I'm getting to right. Is it for everyone? Well, uh, this is also a great question. I have never been, uh, you know, uh, I have never been uh, presented this question before, and it's quite interesting that you thought of this. Yes. Uh, not for the faint-hearted. I will tell you that you have to have a different kind of strength to survive. I have done sixty-hour shifts on a very regular wow. basis, six-zero. You know, and wow. it's not just. talking on the phone and doing meetings and everything you have to show your face in those 60 hours you know and you have to have the mental capacity to learn lines and you have to emote with those lines and have all this you know fake all this like all these fake lashes and big earrings and heavy wigs and heavy sarees and in conditions which are not very conducive to have all of that and then not sweat and all these lights blaring at you um and then to be able to emote so it's not for the faint hearted but as such the industry is very inclusive you know i'm very grateful to the industry because if you have the grit you will survive so it's not about the industry it's about you so in general they are very inclusive and if you are hard working if you have talent and if you have timing i think uh, it's not a bad place to be in but what apne bhi jo word use kiya talent right is talent only from a looks from how you articulate from how you emote or there is much more to that especially in acting space right i i know there is a lot of other streams of work as well when it comes to the entire space of what i people would call bollywood or any of the woods <laughs> i would just put it right uh, but is there uh, when i look at acting is it just that or there's much more to that yeah it's a mix of everything if you break it down it's basically three things the grit that's the mental strength and the will power mm. to handle you know everything the people and everything second is talent now talent is a little bit of all inclusive it's your talent as an actor and it's also a lot of people management mm-hmm. and that is also very important and then the third thing is uh timing so being at the right place at the right time i think is also very crucial so uh, that's luck timing slash luck so i think talent would be an inclusive word where talent is not just about acting but also about people management also about you know doing shift uh, it that comes actually into grit where you're pulling 60 hour shifts and still being able to emote because when you're doing a daily so they will not just see if you're a good artist but you can perform only 10 hours a day no you know a major part is to work around the clock so that is also important if you're a great performer if you have the talent but you 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 will bend and break after 8 hour shifts they might not take you because that's not how the tv industry works because it's yeah. a non-stop you got to keep churning out 17 minutes of footage every single day and it's not easy so that is also important to survive you know when you talk about that 17 minutes and you mentioned a very interesting point about the entire 17 minutes right people think oh that show is or oh, that that day that serial is only for 30 minutes but it is not 13 minutes 30 minutes uh, because there's ads there in that show there is prelude and you know what's going to come in tomorrow how do you relate uh, how do you first of all how do you and how much time does it take to shoot that 17 minutes can it be done within an hour or can it go up to 10 hours also like what's been your experience so 17 minutes is a very relative word in terms of what you're shooting like now you and me are shooting this podcast we're having a conversation in one yeah. hour we're taking up our of con- content yeah uh, but uh, in a daily soap there are many retakes there are different angles there are different uh, you know people there are different scenes there are different locations one scene might be in the garden the second scene might be in the kitchen so there's a lot of shifting of the location that happens so uh depending from production to production and depending upon the efficiency of that production it could take about a day day and a half to take out wow. 17 minutes so how much time before does it get sh- shoot right like if you're going to let's say if something is going to air on monday uh or the next week tuesday how much time does it need need to be shot before is it a week before two weeks 10 weeks what is that anis 
the industry and in the production world you're asking some very sensitive questions <laughs> uh you know we have literally shot content like we have literally shot footage and it has got edited in the car while the tape is going to hong kong where it gets telecast wow. from so oh, we wow. have been high stress situations so again this is a, a very like i have had times where there was no time to even wear a sari so like i'm wearing you know uh, my blouse and the petticoat and i'm maybe wearing my clothes and i just literally take the sari drape on top and wear the earrings and then it's this like you will you will think i'm wearing the sari and then i'm crying and i'm doing everything <laughs> but actually all my the rest of my sari is on the floor <laughs> oh, so wow. yeah we we uh, and we have to perform as if while i'm doing that there are other people i'm talking to you know and that i don't see my sari on the floor so it's uh, it's hilarious as well but it's also very high stress uh, in the tv industry the situations can get very high stress so again to answer your question it depends from from the efficiency from production house to production house their efficiency so how efficient they are kabhi kabhi kya hota hai aap kitna bhi efficient ho the artist falls sick falls yeah. sick and then suddenly whatever bank we call it the bank whatever bank there was it gets depleted because like the artist is not there to shoot so uh, there are some production houses which don't shoot very well and then there are some situations which you can't help like somebody falling sick or a natural calamity or anything yeah yeah and the other other dimension is yaar ye koi koi shows to saal do saal chalte hi rehte hai abhi wo character mein rehna and wo दस एपिसोड पहले या पच्चीस दिन पहले जो रिकॉर्डिंग हुई उसका लिंकेज कहाँ से आ जाता है राइट राइट इंडियन एंड इट्स नॉट what the nuances of the character are right. so if situation which was back a few weeks ago and you have to relive that moment it's not very difficult because you're playing that character literally on a daily basis day in and day out mm-hmm. i have had times and where i have slept in the vanity because i have only 2 hours like we pack up at 4 am and the next shift is at 7 am and it doesn't make sense for me to go from andheri east to andheri west to my to go home and come back because i'm going to waste so much time traveling and in that time sleep is important yeah. so i've brought vanity and continued shooting at 7 am uh also for these type of situations our ad's assistant directors are very important mm-hmm. and they keep uh, um they keep everything together so even the director when you suppose you have to shoot back a few scenes like the director will come and tell you suppose my name like my most famous show was maitri parchai hu and the name was anchal so he'll tell me ki anchal us time usne aisa aisa kiya tha to bhi anchal ka ye ye and then we have a discussion if if in the scene he feels that uh, my emotion was a little different and he would have expected so we have a discussion about it and then we get through it yeah so i'm going to put you in a difficult spot right now okay uh and frank I, i don't think so you will care knowing you uh which one the was your best i would say uh character which you've played and which was your worst uh the best i think is a no brainer uh anchal from mai teri parchai who is very close to my heart okay. it's a show which by suraj bhar jatiya ji and company by rajshree kavita ji suraj ji raj ji they were all wonderful to work with you know i wish everybody gets a set of people to work with who are as good as them and the environment on the set was very clean there were just no cuss words there were never any hurry everything was very like how do you want it what do you want and i am that kind of a person so for me it was very good because when people you harsh language with me i am just like wow because like in our at our place at home as kids hum log we were not even we didn't even say stupid idiot you know i don't think i ever heard my these words so using cuss words on the set in some other production houses is very difficult to digest so uh, overall on screen and off screen both ways it was mai teri parchai hu it won me many awards and the character was also very nice one you know anchal yeah. she was very real 
very like true to her word she's very honest in her approach to life and uh, very responsible in what she was doing yet she had a lot of masti so i related with her a lot um i think the most difficult one was i did this one show i can't remember the name of the director was amit gupta and uh, i can't remember the name of the show dream girl i think it was with shraddha arya and this other person and uh, I hated working there. I hated working there. The people on set, uh, just trying to make life difficult for you because I had entered after a while. I was a, the new entry and the new lead, and uh, they all already had their own, you know, tal mail. So yeah. they all just did that, you know, she's the outsider, and the director just gave me a really hard time. Like I was, and he supposed to a point when I was having nightmares. You know, I was waking up in the middle of wow. the night with nightmares. and so i went to the production house i i took a day off and i went there and said i cannot continue because nothing is worth my peace of mind i'm waking up in nightmares because like he would just like yell at me on the mic in front of everybody for no reason you know trying to make like difficult some people are just sadists and when i went to the production house i can't remember the name of the production house it's been a while but uh, they were so nice they were like really like somebody else told us this is well and we did not take it seriously but now if you are also saying it that means we need to remove him remove him the other person who had complained about him was anita rajji hmm. she's a yep. actor and i do you know who i'm talking about yeah 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 very much she she was a yesterday okay. actor as well right we've seen her movies as well yes yes and yeah. they didn't take that but when i said it as well they were like oh you know and they removed him immediately they were like we will not tolerate this on set and they removed him immediately and then i continued for a bit and then the show shut but uh, that was my worst nightmare how can people be so harsh and so mean i would never understand are there any characters which kind of took over you personally in your personal life as well like you speak about archal a lot right uh were there like characters because you were in that mindset because you were playing that character did that really impact you in a good way and a positive uh, bad way as well oh uh, no no okay. i think my own person is the one i love the most <laughs> so nothing really uh, overshot that no okay that's that's great now you know when i look at where you've been through right uh how did this switch happen and sab chhod chhad ke bola bas ho gaya right done is like enough is enough and uh, which starts your second phase and you might have had but i'm looking at these two phases ki second phase chalu ho gaya of my life and i'm just going to focus on this and this is your entire process of biohacking and focusing on health and mental peace and you know what was that inflection point or the deflection point or, you know somebody may say it was type 1 diabetes okay i got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes a couple of years ago living in bombay acting and quite happy with my life and then i got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and that's when the course correction happened and that's when i said i know i've i i have loved being in bombay and i'm very grateful for what bombay has given to me but uh, anis bombay takes a lot from you as well Agreed. you know you don't bit by bit it does take a lot from you any big city does not just bombay i am very grateful to bombay no matter what but it does take from you but i'm also very grateful so when type 1 diabetes happened i said now it's time to you know leave the city it's given me a lot but it's also taken a lot and now it's time to say goodbye and overnight i just moved to goa this was before the lockdown and i said i need to take care of my health now and i i always took care of my health but in those two years i went through high stress situations in my personal life hmm. um it was and i did not know what i know now in terms of health and wellness so i did not know how to tackle that stressful situation so uh, i decided to move and take care of my uh, type 1 diabetes and that's where the course correction happened and the rest is you can see i think we are all uh thriving and surviving more yeah. than anything no and uh, believe me or not i have learned a lot from you from those 3 days when i met you uh you know the kind of conversations we had uh you know i i would call myself okay i'm doing biohacking but 
you know, I came to my terms very easily, quickly, and it's kind of got me intrigued sitting with you, Mugda, and the kind of thoughts you all have shared. It's taught me a lot, and I definitely want to double-click on each of those areas uh, because, like, just simple things, right? Like, Chaga, Lion Mane, Reishi, I'd never heard about these things. And you all started talking, like, what are they talking about, right? And then I did my own research, and believe me or not, you know that the, the process we went through in those three days, uh, I had to stop caffeine for that, right? And I've never touched caffeine again. I never have caffeine anymore. Uh, it's all decaf if I even have to have any placebo effect that I'm having a coffee, but it's never caffeine ever, right? But and my the thing which kind of wakes me up and I'm, I'm talking to you, it's early morning here, is cordyceps as an example, right? Uh, so I don't have anything anymore. So, uh, so you know, thanks uh, to you, I've learned a lot. And I continue to watch what you share, what you do. Like the simple thing you spoke about, ice cold baths, right? But like how did you align to biohacking? Okay, you wanted to cure type 1 diabetes, but this knowledge, sitting in Goa and then lockdown hits, this is where did you uh, yeah, Anis, I want to discuss this quadriceps with you a lot more. You can sure. let me know if that this podcast or like out of it because it's an information that should be out to our people as well. It's very important. Yeah, uh, but and there's so much of lack of awareness in India specifically, internationally that, also. So this is something like you and I had this conversation and you made this change and look at you. You've been, you know, you've had a hectic night and still you do not have coffee in the morning and you had quadriceps. Look at the power of mushrooms, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, would love to discuss it more on this uh, on this platform, but that's up to you. Coming to your question about um, how this started, I will bring in my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> One day we were just talking and uh, he mentioned like, you know, in all like long conversations, uh, talking about crypto, talking about this, that, and he mentioned biohacking. And then I went back home and I flipped my laptop open and I said, what is biohacking? Like he explained a little to me that time and it sounded interesting. So I, came back and I like started doing my R&D and I went into this black hole the entire night like and for me to stay up in the night is a big deal so the entire night I just kept reading on it and understanding what it is and from the very next day I started doing what I could with what I had and that changed my life so I'm very grateful to him and uh, that's how my journey with uh, biohacking started and it's been a good four five years since and I I am so glad for how far it's brought me. So we spoke about cordyceps, right? Because uh, you asked me that question: Is cordyceps is a topic which we want to talk about? And uh, when you talk, this, about... I'm like, I'm going to discuss this with Anis later. But yeah, no, I'm happy no. to discuss it. No, no, let's do that right now before we get into more biohacking and more conversations because this can get into many different. And when you talk about mushrooms, just for the audience clarification, we are not talking about magic mushrooms here, right? Let's let's be it's. The psilocybin uh, specifically, it's not the psilocybin types of mushrooms. And uh, you can see I have done my own research here a little bit. Uh, and, you know, it, it was fascinating to also see this Netflix series, The Mighty Fungi, if, I remember, if I'm calling it the right name, right? Which kind of talks about the, the neural network which is there under the ground, which our eyes don't see and how fascinating, fascinating it is. And how mushrooms play a critical role in ensuring the environment is uh, thriving, and also how they play a critical role in what kind of com uh, the uh, the I would say potent level of uh, effects it can have to human beings, right? And in a good way, uh, specifically the mylocybin mushrooms. Uh, you know, how did that mushrooms come in your life specifically? And uh, when we talk about these different types, right? There are so many of them, so. How did you discover that and what what got you to and how did that experimentation work for you? Uh, I was invited to the Biohacker Summit last day in October. Okay. And um, I don't normally fall sick, but I remember I was under the weather over there. Hmm. And there is a brand called London Nootropics hmm. and they had a counter there and I went there to try their coffee they had adaptogenic coffee and uh, the founder um, I was having a conversation with him discussing health and he's like you're not feeling well I'm like yeah I, it's, I'm finding it difficult to even talk like because of constant sneezing and he said come with me 
and he took me to a counter and he opened this bottle like a dropper thing and he said take this and i took it and anis i normally that's why i don't do homeopathy uh i don't i don't believe in the power of all these slow i did not believe in the power of all medicines i still would not take allopathy easily but i would just let the body do its job yeah he put drops i i consumed those drops and in a matter of within a matter of minutes my cough, cough everything just felt like it had left my body and i'm like what did you give me and he said it's chaga it's um uh, a type of mushroom and it's an adaptogenic and it's very good for immunity so okay and uh, i went back to that counter where he picked up and then i looked around and there was chaga and there was lion's mane and there was reishi and there was cordyceps and the chaga is for immunity lion's mane is for focus and clarity cordyceps is for energy energy and reishi is for calm for making you calm and for sleep as well and so i picked up whatever i could i purchased all of it and i came back to india and i took them on a regular basis and my life changed yeah anish like every like i understood the power of these uh, mushrooms and cordyceps like now you are my fellow cordyceps uh, worshipper if yeah. i may say so yeah yeah they just a juice in the morning like i'm still not able to give up coffee but uh, just cordyceps like if i don't feel like working out i go and i just have a great workout that extra push without you know any bcaa without chemicals without you know something i'm not sure what it'll do to my body so uh, that's how it started and i've been taking them ever since and i feel like my neuro pathways have changed and uh, it's been great it's been great and i have been able to tell a lot of people about it because i'm like guys listen i discovered this and you must also take you know the advantage of this and a lot of people have gotten on this journey and uh, you're not having coffee anymore for me and mukda and mike whoever you had this conversation with it's such a victory you know that you yeah. made this shift as a coffee consumer i know it's not easy i haven't been able to do it in spite of taking cordyceps so what you have done is like right up there and is now uh, it's been thanks to friends like you who've been able to pass that knowledge down but you know for people who been saying ye kya hai ye chaga cordyceps like mushrooms hame malum hai wo jo normal india mein mushrooms milte hai right so are these available first of all in india or you know is it easily available uh, these mushrooms and are they supposed to be consumed like in its true form or are they supposed to be had in a different form right i know the answer but you know why don't i hear it back from you they are not easily available in india right now they are still a fairly uh, new concept and a fairly new uh, i won't say fairly new concept it's been there since long before we were there so i won't say a fairly new concept but as of now india does not have access to uh, these tinctures and these powders and these capsules yeah. there are some brands there's life cycle there's mighty fungi and i know now you're talking about the real mushrooms which is a us based brand i i got the mighty fungi um uh so yeah india does not is not aware that much of it it's growing now a lot of people in the south are growing these mushrooms i actually got my hands on real lines mane somebody i ordered it from the from kerala and this person sent it to so it's happening it's starting it's getting there but right now it's a fairly new thing you know that people are yeah it's not um yeah but people are making coffees and people are making teas and like slowly people are understanding the power of these mushrooms in india it's beautiful you know the the entire journey of mushrooms is becoming so interesting uh, there's another company it's called ygieax right uh, also in the north in india who are actually dabbling with mushrooms and they started coming and producing that but they are not easily grown right everywhere specifically and it's not like mass produced like the common day mushrooms which we get in india everywhere right so it becomes expensive too uh, but when you think about these mushrooms also like you have cordyceps you have lion's mane you have uh, chaga you have reishi and all of them uh, how do you do like do you do all of them together like you just end up taking pills or powder every day or like how, what what is your routine What I do is, um, I have the sort of mighty fungi. I have these capsules, which are these mm. gelatin, uh, 
कैप्स्यूल्स सो वट आई डू इज रेशी का मैंने आई ओपन द कैप्स्यूल्स एंड टेक इन जस्ट द पॉटर पाउडर बिकॉज आई डोंट रियली वॉन्ट टू कंज्यूम दैट कैप्स्यूल इज वेल बिकॉज बींग इन टू हेल्थ इन वेल take a lot of supplements in the entire day so as much as possible i try to avoid the capsule so in a jar i have opened out the capsules and put reishi in another jar i've put cordyceps another jar i've put lion's mane and in another chaga and mm. also there are droppers actually oh yeah there's another brand called kappa mushrooms mm. so have these like this is chaga so this is kappa mushrooms is another really good brand wow so they are there so um, So what I do is I put cordyceps, lion's mane, and chaga in the morning in my coffee, and reishi is in in my night stack. And sometimes I don't put lion's mane and chaga in the morning. I will take cordyceps if I'm leaving for a workout. If I'm not going to go for a workout, then I will maybe just take chaga and lion's mane. If I want to have an easy day, then I will just put chaga because then I'm not really using my brain, so I don't want that to get activated through lion's mane. and i don't want energy by cordyceps so then i don't take that so it's really depend it really depends on the day i'm having but largely cordyceps is for energy lion's mane is for clarity and focus chaga is for immunity and reishi is for calm so i place them depending on what is the need of the hour okay so you have mushrooms on one side which become your you know that nootropics which help you and get your nervous system together there's so much going on in your and specifically being a type 1 diabetes you have so many other things right going on in your body specifically with your blood there's also the other aspects of uh, the skin the wellness and all of that uh, the the ice bath and i know you are a pretty proficient in uh, ice baths uh, you know let's talk a little bit about ice baths as well because that's uh, something which you introduced to me and now i'll just tell you this weekend last weekend in fact uh, i uh, i was staying in a hotel so there was bath tub i went and i picked up 7 pounds of ice two bagfuls and kind of put all of them into the bath tub and i just kind of sat and it really helped uh, but and again this was mentioned by you in those three days a lot about ice baths uh, so where did you get introduced to ice baths more and how has that helped you today uh, as you look at your uh, journey anis you are surprising me and i'm also feeling sad that we don't have this discussion otherwise like i'm sad yeah. that we are discussing on a podcast after many months i wish you would like just leave me a message saying you know hey you told me about this and i did it like it would make me so happy so i'm feeling sad that we have not been in touch which i'm consciously going to make an effort and check on you now um no, likewise yeah so yeah. where the ice bath is concerned again uh, it's my ex partner who told me about it he told me about biohacking and he told me about ice baths and everything so it started from there but then i went and did my research and uh, today actually i have three ice baths at home because i started with a water tank you know wo jo 300 liter ka water tank i got it cut wow. from the top and i would dunk ice in it and sit in it then i graduated to a fabricated aluminum ka bath tub and then i did that and now i have an automatic one which i just put on and you know it cools to a good 3 4 degrees so it started because of him and uh, i have been doing it ever since uh, yes it has helped me immensely because as a type 1 diabetic actually all disease begins in the gut mm. and uh, it is because of inflammation in the gut and what the ice bath does is it directly uh, helps with that inflammation our aim in life is to just reduce the inflammation in our body for you know with everything like literally i think we should look at things and say is this going to increase my inflammation or decrease like we should even a conversation with anybody is this going to increase my inflammation or decrease because that's what we want to do we want to heal our mitochondria we want to heal our gut and we want to have an uninflamed um, gut So the ice bath does that; it heals the inflammation, and then there are many added benefits. Like for me, I use it a lot for muscle recovery because I work out almost every day. So I do it after about twenty hours of my workout, so that my muscles recover. Uh, should not do it right after your workout because if your muscles are inflamed at that point, they need to be inflamed to be built. Hmm. So uh, skin, hair, mental strength, mitochondria, inflammation. you know will power gut like and it like uh i don't know the science of it but apparently the ice bath um 
increases or releases dopamine more than cocaine which is so interesting you know you get that dopamine hit from that and you feel yeah. great after so you have the surge of energy which lasts for a longer time it's not like cocaine or anything else which goes up and goes down it's like a good one it keeps you on that level for a very long time during the day yeah. so urge everybody to start their day with you know a cold plunge in any form i understand that not everybody has access to ice cold water but if you're living in a cold space try to do that if not don't put your geyser on and um, you know just do regular thanda pani cold water i know a person who told me because of looking at my ice baths she told me that she removed the geyser from her bathroom she's like i've decided never to put it on and she removed the geyser oh, like wow. literally just and i'm like wow <laughs> like you know so um, yeah it's helped me a lot and i i i am a crusader of cold plunging that's great that's great now when you think about all of this right so you spoke about a common person may not have access to it now everybody may not be fortunate ke yaar sab chhod chhad ke main goa chale jaao right as an example but in my own way um, what can i start small when you think about the word biohack because there are so much you can do when it comes to biohacking right and uh, it's becoming a big prominent topic today uh, in the industry and there is a lot of people being made aware and they are on that journey of biohacking so how much is enough and how little is also good enough i think it starts from where your base point is okay. it's like anything else in the world it's like a yoga class it's like a workout it will affect you but it will take its time depending on where your base level is right now if you are hitting ground running then it will help you immediately if you are new to yoga then it will take a couple of classes to get you in that flexibility zone and the same is with biohacking but if you want to get started now the beautiful part about biohacking like every other modality healing modality in the world is there are different types of it and there are different people endorsing different things and early on in my hacking um, you know stint i realized that a lot of people focus a lot on gadgets and a lot on supplementation without really going back to the basics you know and that's the um, that's the base on which i stand i'm very clear to not endorse gadgets or um, stem cell therapy or anything till you have not tried the basics get your basics four pillars your sleep movement nutrition and the sun if you've got those right it's very rare that you will need to do a stem cell you know people say give me the magic pill but the magic pill is this the four pillars it's not the stem cell so you want to want the magic pill you have to put the work yeah. uh, don't expect Else, we don't put in the work because even that stem cell, or whatever else, will eventually catch up in a different form which you don't want. So, if you want to get started, I think uh, I endorse using nature and body. Nature for the abundance of nutrition it has, whether it's fruits, vegetables, animals, whatever you call it, uh, sunshine and earthing, and human body for movement, for breath work, you know, for these kind of things. So, this is what I would urge people to start with. To and i don't mean to endorse but i've got proper ebooks on my channel mm-hmm. on makeup official on instagram handle there's also i mean you you don't have to go there you can just go to makeupofficial.com and there are ebooks about all these things how to get started what what the sun does to you what good nutrition does to you i don't endorse any kind of nutrition because it's not right because every body is different yep. mine might work on the carnivore but for somebody else the vegan uh, way of eating might work better so yes. i'm not here to how to eat i'm telling you do intuitive eating do experimental eating and decide what works for you don't let anybody dictate that to you another way of finding out what works for you is doing enough blood work uh, so that you know what your body needs once you know that because agar kisi ne aapko bol diya are ye kha lo ye supplement le lo you can't do that because it's working for them it might not work for you yep so the pound pointers about how you can get started now this uh, this you know this personalized aspect which you just touched on is so real for everyone right what you may be able to do i may not be able to do as an example but can i do things which work for me within my schedule with my life with my day to day aspects is something which and everybody is different um, and the inner workings of those bodies are different so like to your point you know there is this 
famous uh, show. I don't know if you've seen that uh, the Chris Hemsworth show where he talks about different aspects of bi- biohacking, and he does it along with this famous author Outlive, who's written this book called Outlive. Uh, I'm forgetting. Yeah Peter. yeah, Peter Wilkin, right? If I'm not mistaken, that's Peter. the. Yeah, so uh, it's it's a very fascinating show, but you know. Chris was able to do it because he's reached a certain stage. He can afford to do all of that, but it's not possible. And you rightly said, it's about that four elements. How do you bring together and build on this? Uh, you know, there's one more thing which I want to touch base today, Omega. You've had an illustrious career, and uh, in 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 uh, you know acting and being part of the TV industry in India, and now what you're doing. But there are a lot of haters, I would use that word, right? In the digital space and in the non-digital space. How do you deal with that? And how does biohacking allow you to deal with all of this? I don't deal with it, Anis. Okay. It's not this, it's not my monkeys, and it's not my battle to fight. Hmm. Uh, very interesting that you brought this up but I don't deal with it I don't have to deal I don't have the resources to deal with it not physical not mental not emotional not financial not spiritual so why would I deal with it it's they it's their problem it's a projection of their insecurities and I am not a school for anybody (laughs) so if uh, they want to throw hate at me it is also their problem if they don't want to throw hate at me is also their problem. I am not here to make it my problem. Um, it's interesting when I started eating beef as a Hindu uh, three, four years ago, I got a lot of beef for it <laughs> on social media. <laughs> you know, no, and I see that. some of your posts and they're, you know, they're fine. And people, when you look at some of the comments, like really guys, come on, grow up. Right. So it's just disturbing. Meaning maybe for people who are outside, right? And this is, it may be impacting you, but it's great that, you know, it's not impacting you. I'm very happy to hear that as a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I want to tell you, it doesn't impact me one bit. Like initially when the whole came, I saw my following dropping and it still didn't bother me. Like, following increase I was doing to drop my following, but I was like, I have to be true to my word. I have to be true to myself. Like it doesn't matter what people think and do or say. Because for me, by the end of it, I want to sleep peacefully. And uh, the one thing that lets me sleep peacefully is me being true to myself. Yeah. So nobody has a role to play in this. And uh, eventually people understood that this is her life. I'm like, boss, I am a Hindu, which you have decided, but God put me down on this planet as a human and said, beta, aap healthy raho. If to be healthy, eat beef, please eat beef. It's these humans who have a problem with me eating beef because actually they don't get to eat the beef. And it's sad because it's, they are missing out. I mean, beef is delicious and it's healthy. Uh, so no, it didn't bother me at all. And eventually the following started going up because I was true to my word and they understood. And I've always been honest. I'm like, you don't like the content. You don't like what I'm doing. I welcome you to press the unfollow button, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's been great. Like, I don't really care. The other thing that helped me tackle since you asked me ki, in terms of biohacking, what has helped you tackle this? Again, very interesting, Anis. I'm enjoying this podcast with you because you've come up with like really good questions which have made me think. Yeah, um, yeah it's the process of elimination. It's very simple. Till you, for the process of addition to happen, you have to do the process of elimination hmm. because it's better right on a clean slate. So I can eliminate like this, you know, I drop people's situations, thoughts, emotions like this, like you are not adding to my life. That's it. Like, you know, there is no space in my life right now to have a conversation with anybody who doesn't add value. Of course, your friends and everything. And it's not like, I'm not saying every conversation you have to add value, but I don't have the bandwidth to entertain anything which is not adding to my life in the long run. Hmm. So once I started eliminating all the nice, all the good things started coming to me and it's been beautiful. Wow. 
no on that note mega this has been a very fascinating i know uh, it's day time for me here but it's night time for you you i know i know you sleep early and i don't want to hold you back uh, and it's been a fascinating story i know you will have to go and get your dinner as well but and i don't want to hold you back on that point but this conversation uh, you know you and i have been as we started off saying that we've been trying to get on to this but uh, and today also you know i'm sure people will see the edited version don't know that the amount of technical challenges we have had right uh, but uh, no it's been a fascinating and i hope people have learned to it and got a little bit a little bit aware uh, we are not doctors i just want to clarify uh, uh, you know certified uh, you do good uh, you do yourself like like go ahead and do your own research if you want to join on the bandwagon of biohacking or get into the mushrooms aspect mylocybin mushrooms uh, so yeah you know thanks mega for taking time out today anis thank you i want to say a couple of things firstly for you i will skip dinner you <laughs> must know that not only adore you i love you you thank are you. one of Same my here. don't talk often but you have a special place in my heart because of just the person you are so true to yourself so sincere so diligent i remember when we were on our way to the retreat and you said i am not having coffee and i was like wow you know the dedication yeah. it is not easy so you had so much respect you like i had so much respect for you from right that moment so and then the ceremony that we were in we connected and you know like i think like i remember that and i know you remember that so yeah. you can pull me back from a dinner and i know that it was difficult for you to make it at this hour as well so i know that from both the sides it was a challenging time but i think that's the beauty and thank you so much for having me over i really hope we've uh, i have added some value to your audience no definitely there's been a lot of interesting conversations which we've had today and people hopefully they get to learn something that was the intention of this podcast uh, and getting you on boarded and showing this side of yourself as well because people might not be aware of who you are in terms of and the kind of life you've been through people see all the good yeah. things but they don't see the inner things and that's what the intention was so thank you as we say thank aho. you thank you guys thank you for tuning in and see you all soon 